Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com with Jared Jessalitis. Over to our Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, we go. And we bring in Sam King from the Lafayette Journal and Courier here with us. Uh, Sam, always have, great to have you on here. We were just talking before we went on the air. Uh, you put up an amazing, a great article on uh, Omarion Dixon here um, this week that uh, I believe everybody should take a, a, a quick read on there. Sounds like he's doing a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I saw him, the picture was great in, in the wheelchair, was kind of smiling a little bit too. There looked positive. Um, and I hear that he got to go home this week as well. I recommend it for anybody. That, that was great work, my friend. Oh, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, all the credit is to, to him and to his, you know, old Harrison teammates who talked glowingly about him. If, you know, if they were like, you know, it wasn't a great guy or something like that, it would have been probably a non-story or very much smaller, but everybody that, that knew him talks very highly of him, and that makes it easy to write. Well, make sure you guys go check that out there, too. I, I put a link to it in uh, this week's uh, football preview on 101.7 The Hammer. Uh, let's get into that sword game here, Sam. Uh, didn't get to play it last year, but here we go. We're going to run it back this year. Uh, Harrison and McCutcheon. Um, you know, I'm very happy for Josh Strasser after last week's win. He finally got that uh, that first one. And uh, as you noted in your article this week, too, it's um, you know, I, I had to talk with him. It's when you're taking everything down to the studs like he did, and you're trying to build the culture up in a new way and a new system and stuff. If you go too long without finding that success, that is detrimental to what you are building. Uh, the fact that he was able to get that success on the scoreboard finally uh, this early in the season, I, I feel like that's absolutely crucial for what he's trying to build. Yeah, it very much was because. You know, when you feel like you're getting better, you do need to see those kinds of results to verify it. And, let, you know, let's make no mistake about it. Muncie Central is not a very good football team, but McCutcheon did what it should do against the, a football team that it's better than. And, it, you know, they went out there and buried them into the ground and made it a, a non-contest. Um, you know, going you know midway through the third quarter, you already felt like this game was over and it's just a matter of going through the motions for the next, uh, you know, however long was left in the game, 18 minutes or so. <clears throat> and um, there was a lot of different guys that, that had big games or, or big plays that led to that. Uh, defense got a couple of uh, fumbles and, and recoveries. Uh, kickoff team picked up a loose ball at the end, and then they were able to kneel on it and run the clock out. Uh, you know, typical Josh Strasser fashion. Uh, some coaches would put the JV in and let them try to score a touchdown or something. But he's like, hey, we got our first victory. Let's just get kneel on it and let's get out of here. Um, very big deal, though, you know, even though McCutcheon probably should have won that game and, and a lot of people would have picked them to win that game, um, getting that done um, was, you know, crucial going forward. Now there were still a lot of mistakes. It was probably in the neighborhood of 100 yards and penalties for McCutcheon. So they, uh, they definitely, when I was out there this week, uh, were getting a reminder on going on two and uh, being disciplined and things like that, not jumping off sides. And I think they had a, a little bit of uh, – extra sprints just because uh, Coach Strasser and staff felt like we need to send a message that this worked against Muncie Central, but when we play Harrison next week and it's a big rivalry game with a sword on the line, um, doing that is just going to not have us in the game in the fourth quarter. And I know Harrison fans aren't going to agree with this, though, but Josh is a really easy guy to cheer for as well, isn't he? I mean, to, to want him to have that kind of success there, uh, he, he makes it very, very easy, and um, I, I just... I like the direction that it's taken. I really feel like I see it on the field already. 
Um, I, I don't know about you, but I definitely would say that thing is trending in the right direction at the right time. Yeah, and uh, that's the key thing when you bring in a new coach is mainly, um, you know, not so much the, the other coaches maybe liking him, but the players like and respect him because all they've ever known is Ken Frohiger's way of football. And, um, you know, not that's good, bad, or indifference. Uh, it's just when you make a change, uh, sometimes, you know, people that were under the old guard are like, hey, this is how it's done or whatever it is. Um, it, it can take some time to adjust or adapt or, you know, believe that changing everything is going to work. And um, it seems like every one of those players and then all the coaches on the staff are, are on the same page, which is what you need to get this thing going in the right direction. And it, it's trickled down all the way to the youth levels where, you know, you go out there and see fifth and sixth graders and there's 170 kids out there running around. Um, that bodes well for the future because uh, getting those kids involved in tackle football early and then, hoping, you know, even if a third of them make it to high school, that's a pretty health, uh, healthy uh, incoming class. Talk with Sam King, the Journal and Courier here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, they're going to take on Harrison tonight at A.J. Rickardfield. Uh, those guys just went like, you know, like a hot knife through butter over uh, against Marion, which they should. Um, I, it just, I know they're implementing a few new things uh, over there at Harrison offensively, but it definitely seems to be clicking here. I mean, use the phrase, they did what they should do against, uh, like you said, Muncie Central. Harrison did what they were supposed to do last week, and uh, it seems like they're building confidence every week now as well. Yeah, Harrison did everything it was supposed to do except for the first drive where Marion got a long touchdown, and I, I think that that kind of um, upset the coaches a little bit, but... Uh, they responded, didn't allow any more points, and, and put up 51 and got a running clock and got out of there. Um, so that was a good thing. And, and the, the nice thing is they're starting to develop uh, multiple offensive weapons. The defense, I feel like, has played very well now for three straight weeks. Uh, the offense had to get going a little bit. And, and maybe you know playing a, an opponent like Marion that you should be able to have some success against is what you need to kind of get a feel for, hey, this is how it's supposed to work, and, you know, Marion's not as good as us, so maybe it's working, but as long as we do our, our assignments like that, the next week against McCutcheon, going forward against, you know, the Kokomo's and Lafayette Jeffs that you're going to have to beat to win a conference title, um, that's going to be crucial for, uh, for Harrison, you know, now, you know, with eyes on winning championships, not just North Central Conference, but I think that Harrison believes we have a team and the talent that when we get into the postseason, we can win a couple games and get to that regional. Talking with Sam King on our Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, we just mentioned Jeff here. Let, let's go to this game. More bizarre box scores, I think, that I've ever seen out of anybody. Uh, 42 to nothing, they beat Tech. Not a surprise there. Uh, but when you go through the stats of this one, 63 yards rushing and then just 170 yards passing, and, and somehow they won 42 to nothing. That is, um, buddy, that's, uh, that's a unicorn-type box score, isn't it? Yeah, and, um, you know, the good thing is that they got out of there with a win. They got out of there healthy, um, and that's kind of what I wrote in my predictions this week is you know, Richmond, Rich, there's some really bad football teams in the North Central Conference, at least compared to, you know, Harrison and Lafayette Jeff and Kokomo and even to a degree Logansport and McCutcheon. Um, Richmond is one of those bad teams that uh, this could get ugly really quick. Um, but the main thing is Jeff got a win, you know, uh, did what it was supposed to do again. Um, and they got a young quarterback, some confidence. He got some, you know, got some touchdown passes that, you know, he didn't have to throw bombs, but he got the ball to the guy in the right spot and they got touchdowns out of it. Uh, the thing, the key for Lafayette Jeff in these types of games is just 
getting better at what they do because that's, you know, kind of like Harrison's doing, trying to figure some things out with new guys and new spots. And even for Harrison running a new offense, Lafayette Jeff has to get guys that have not played certain positions used to that and just getting better and better every single week. And like I just said about Harrison, Lafayette Jeff is a team that feels like when we get to that sectional, uh, you know, we got a shot, but we got to be playing much better than we are right now. So that's what I'm sure what Coach Fry said to you this week was we play nine regular season games that are meaningless. I feel like he says that every single week, and it's all about getting to the playoffs. Well, you know, I think this might be one of those years where Lafayette Jeff is starting to see that approach that, um, you know, going 9-0 and in the regular season doesn't mean anything because if you go to the sectional and lose in the first game, uh, it doesn't, doesn't really make a difference. Uh, I think Lafayette Jeff is gearing itself towards, you know, weeks 10, 11, 12 right now, uh, which is, you know, pretty special when you can go out and still demolish an opponent 42 to nothing, probably not play your best offensive game and uh, get out of there and, and move on to the next week. All right, let's move on over to the uh, west side. It's homecoming over there, Gordon Straley Field as well. It's uh, Central Catholic uh, against the Red Devils. Man, what a loss in Connor Blankman for the, you know, the west side Red Devils. Um, a, a guy, I mean, that was a reliable guy that you had in the backfield. Now you're going to turn to a sophomore uh, in Curl to uh, take over for that. That's not an easy task, but uh, uh, tell me what you know about the sophomore here, and uh, is anything going to change for Westside going forward uh, in the way they do business on offense? I don't think anything changes. It's very much a plug-and-play type system. Uh, the type of running back that Connor Blankman is is much different than the type of running back that uh, David Curl is, um, you know, I feel awful for Connor. He he works out at the same gym that I go to, and I see him in there busting his butt all summer. And, you know, the guy, for as short as he is, has quads that, you know, you feel like he could squat a max oh, truck. He's, he's great, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's had, you know, he was injured a couple years ago, and they had to shift some guys around and get a different running back, and it ended up being Max Mullis, who's now the quarterback, taking reps at running back for the first time in his life. Last year, this happened, and uh, Kenan Melkai slid over and played running back for a few games. Um, so West Lafayette is not, um, you know, not, they've gone through this before. And, uh, you know, it's uh, unfortunate that it seems to keep happening every single year. But uh, they're just, you know, David Curl's a kid that uh, his brother Wyatt is a, you know, all-state pole vaulter, uh, the safety on that defense. And uh, David was at Culver Military Academy last football season. And just talking to him this week, he got COVID in, I think, October, came back home, ended up enrolling at West Lafayette and uh, was a starting linebacker for the first three weeks. And now he's in the backfield. And, um, you know, when Coach Fry says, here's the comparisons that uh, our coaches think uh, of David Curl is Sage Hood. I said, well, you know, Sage Hood fared pretty well. He broke the, you know, all-time rushing record, touchdown record, all-purpose yards, whatever it was. Uh, and Sage was a guy that came into high school as a quarterback and as a sophomore ended up being in the backfield and uh, never left there, aside from one drive against Lafayette Jeff where he had to, I think it was Lafayette Jeff that he had to play quarterback for one drive while Kyle Adams had cramps. But uh, Sage led that team to an undefeated state championship in, in 2018. So I think if that's the comparisons you're getting, David Curl's going to be quite all right in the backfield. And then on the other side of things, uh, Central Catholic looked pretty darn good last week. Again, Northwestern, not the best opponent, but uh, the screen pass game was definitely alive and well. Now, Baylor Smith is still a very, very good running back. And uh, this is a, the CC team, uh, Shane Fry, you know, tells us is uh, – they they got some size up front, maybe more than they traditionally have. And I, I it seemed like talking with Coach Shane Fry, uh, that was a, a bit of a concern going into this one tonight. 
Yeah, I wouldn't say traditionally because I think back to the you know quite crunk years and yeah. <laughs> but yes, for the last four or five years, I would say that is definitely the case. Um, I don't think West Lafayette will be phased by size, even though you know Shane Fry probably says that that that's a concern because Harrison is much bigger than Central Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, they adjusted in that game and, and did just fine with that. But, um, it, you know, CC causes fits because, as you alluded to, it's a lot of quick, short passes, passes that just get the ball to an athlete in open space and let him do work. And they've got a lot of receivers. They've got a really good running back. Uh, they have a quarterback that's just getting better every single week. And then um, you got a defense that, you know, I was listening because my game last week started a little bit later. Uh, I was listening to you guys on the, the – broadcast of the cc game and uh i think the biggest thing about that game before i you know had to turn you off nothing against you i just had to do my job um i think it was fourth and one or fourth and two at midfield on northwestern's first drive and they said hey we got to go for this because central catholic's going to put up a lot of points and the defense got to stop and then turned around marched downfield and scored and it sounds like you know they've had some bad starts the first two weeks that that was just kind of the thing that they needed was all right, we started off strong, and it just kept going. So I think that's going to be crucial again if Central Catholic wants to be in this game towards the end is, uh, you know, the Knights have to get off to a, a very good start and then just compete uh, throughout because this hasn't been much of a ball game the last five years. Sam King, Journal and Courier, again, uh, make sure you follow him on Twitter. He's always keeping you up to date with what's going on uh, with area football. Great write-ups for you on Saturday morning, so make sure you pick up the subscriptions to the JNC and uh, read everything that he has got for you. And uh, I know Carm Chipson as well on Friday nights. So uh, it's always great stuff. Sam, it's always a pleasure. Where are we going to see you out at tonight? Are you heading to the sword game then? I am going to go to West Lafayette. Um, you know, I've seen McCutcheon the last two weeks, and um, I just I haven't seen Central Catholic play yet. So uh, that's where I'm going to head so I can see the Knights and Red Devils. And then Mike Carmen, uh, he will be at the sword game helping me out uh, probably on a day where he didn't really want to work but knows – if there's a weekend we need two people, it's it's definitely this Friday night. So uh, that's where he'll be, and um, I'll try to get updates from Lafayette Jeff as well while I'm out there at, at Westside. Well, you know what? He uh, loves seeing me at lunch today. I'm sure he's going to love seeing me at the game here tonight. So <laughs> we'll see Mike out there. Hey, Sam, always a pleasure. Enjoy your Friday night, my friend, and we'll catch up again soon, all right? Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Sam. All right, we're going to take another break, and uh, we're going to get uh, into a coach's interview. we got Coach Brian Nay on with us, Central Catholic Knights. He's next. This is the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7 The Hammer.